I titled my message today as You Matter to God. Last week, as I was listening inauguration speech by President Joe Biden and farewell message by our former President Donald Trump, Donald Trump, I was thinking, like, what if I have a chance to say farewell message to our congregations? What if I say uh, my farewell sermon, last message to our community? What would I, what would I say? And uh, as I was pondering upon that thought, actually this phrase came into my heart. You matter to God. This is the, actually a phrase that I want to share uh, with you. You really matter to God. Maybe this is the message that I, I wanted to share with you for past couple of years. And if this is my last message, I want to say that again. You do matter to God. God loves you so much. You are so precious before God. And the passage that, along with the phrase, came into my mind was, Luke chapter 19, 1 through 10, story about Zacharias, Sakyo stories. Uh, to begin with, I want to ask this question. How do you perceive yourself? Let me ask you once again. How do you see yourself? Do you consider yourself as precious man and woman of God? Or something else? How do you perceive yourself? When I first gave my life to Christ, when I encountered the gospel message uh, when I was in uh, teen, 17 years old, the most powerful uh, change, the, the powerful uh, change that took place in my life was how I perceive myself. Before I encountered this message, gospel message, I thought I was ugly. I'm talking about my inner self. I was like, my goodness, I don't like myself. I'm so ugly inside. But when gospel was introduced, when I encountered with a person named Jesus Christ, uh, I came to the realization, I'm a, such a precious child of God. My goodness, I am such a handsome man of God. I thought I was really ugly, but no. This gospel message has a power to transform, transform my life. And story about Zacharias is like, you know, same thing happened to a person named Zacharias. I want to begin to read a little portion. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by name of Zacharias. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree, pig tree, to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. Traditional writing says, he was shortest person living in Jericho. But when you look at the Greek word, the short has a meaning of 
a body of undeveloped child. He wasn't just a short person. Maybe he born with maybe uh, the handicap. He wasn't fully developed. So ever since he was a kid, maybe, you know, the kids living, growing together with him made fun of him. You shorty, you know, all kind of, you know, kids can be very nasty, right? And he heard all those kind of stories and names. That's why he didn't have good self-esteem. Maybe one day, you know, maybe, I mean, he became a tax collector, right? Maybe, you know, he wanted to revenge those kids who mock him, who ridiculed him. If I become a powerful person, like a tax collector, I'm going to really, you know, make them to pay extra taxes. And he was not only just tax collector, but he was a chief tax collector. He was head of tax collector. As you know, uh, he was a Jew, but working as a tax collector for Roman, government of Roman, Rome, it was an honorable job. He's, he was actually disowned by his own community, his own family. He couldn't worship God in synagogue because he's a tax collector. And they classify him, they consider tax collector at lowest murderer, thief. Do you think he liked himself? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he liked himself. He hated himself a lot. That community, people, his own people hated him. He was the most hated person in the town of Jericho. In today's context, he was disowned by his own family, church, and society. Though he had money, he was a wealthy person, right? He didn't have any, anyone to spend the money with. So he was no need. He was depressed. But Jesus visited him and transformed him. And he realized, he learned how much he mattered to God. They changed his, his life. Some of us need to hear this message. Maybe this is the message God tried to speak to us during this pandemic. You matter to God. You matter to me. If God is speaking to us, he's going to, you know, you matter. So I want to share, this is going to be a very brief message. You know this story so well. I'm going to make three points. First point is, no matter how insignificant you feel, Jesus noticed you. I'm sure Zechariah heard about Jesus because he was so, he was so popular. He, he, I mean, the, the story of Jesus was spread all over the, you know, the area. So maybe he wanted to see Jesus. What if I meet him today? Or what if I encounter with him? Maybe you know, he's, he can do something. He wanted to see him so bad, but since he was short, especially when there are so many crowd and people around, he couldn't really see him, right? That's why he ran into the sycamore pig tree, tried to spot Jesus. Verse 5 says, When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacharias, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Have you 
had an experience. There are over hundreds of people, yet you are spotting one person. There's so many people out there, but yet your eyes are like focused on one person. I have the experience during my college year. I was involved with a mission organization. There's hundreds of people out there. There were so many people there, but I, I couldn't take my eyes off from this single person. She was so attractive. Oh my goodness. So I kept looking at her. That happened to be my wife, Julie. She was so beautiful. I mean, she's still beautiful, but when she was in college, I was like, wow. What kind, what kind of being is her? I mean, I was like, I couldn't just take on my eyes. Just like that. Jesus was like spotting Zacchaeus. He says, he looked up. He, Jesus looked up and saw Zacchaeus. Jesus noticed Zacchaeus. Why did Jesus come to him? Why did he come to him? Because he knew that was exactly where Zacchaeus was. Here's the point. God knows exactly where you are today. God knows exactly where you are right now. He knows where we are and what we are going through. How difficult, how challenge that we face. He knows all. He's omniscient God. He knows all. His eyes, he got his eyes on you. He knows your hurts. He knows your sorrows. He knows your tears. And he cares. You matter to God. Luke chapter 12, 6, 7 says, Not five sparrows sold for two pennies, yet not one of them is forgotten by God. You know what? You are not forgotten by God. We often think we are forgotten by God. God, think, I think I forgot about me. No, not at all. You are not forgotten by God. Even sparrows, God take care of them, right? Indeed, the fairy hairs of your head are all numbers. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. No matter how significant you feel, you may feel. Jesus notice you. Second point, no matter what other people say about you, Jesus affirms you. Imagine how many people talk behind Zacharias. People make fun of him. People make joke out of the name of Zacharias. But you know what? Jesus called his name. Isn't that amazing? Probably first time that he was like hearing his name in different air. People made fun of him. That thief, tax collector, Zacharias. But Jesus calling, hey, Zacharias. I mean, let's look at the persons again. Then Jesus reached Sparta. He looked up and said to him, Zacharias, come down immediately. I'm sure Jack was so shocked. Wow! I never met Jesus, but how could, how does he know my name? My goodness, he almost like fell from the tree. How does he know my name? You know this gospel song, right? I have a maker. He formed my heart. Before even time began, my life was in his hand. 
He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each, each tear that falls and hears me when I call. He knows you tear. And I like the second verse. I have a father. He calls me his own. He'll never leave me no matter where I go. God not only knows God not only knows where you are, he knows who you are. He knows your strength, weakness, everything. Yet he loves you so much. Every name has a meaning. What's the genuine means? Huh? Wisdom? Yeah, but in Janet, I think that, that has a meaning of gracious gift from God. What does the Julia mean? Youthful. I actually look, look, look into it. <laughs> you know, we have, every name has a meaning, right? Ken means handsome. I knew it. Zacchaeus means righteous one, pure one. He was not a righteous person. What do you mean? Zacchaeus was not, but Jesus affirms. When Jesus looked up and called Zacchaeus, he said, Hey, hey, righteous one, come down. I want to stay at your house. Hey, pure one. He didn't leave, maybe live you know, up to his own name, but that's how Jesus sees us. No matter how other people talk about us, don't believe in that. Don't give yourself a heart for that. You know, we grew up with all imperfect people around us and they were calling out names and they were saying, you're not going to make it, you're an idiot. You know, all kind of harsh words we heard, but we should not believe that. You know what? You got to give attention to what the truth says. What does the Bible say? You matter to me. You are precious. You are wonderfully, fearfully made. You are mine. You are a masterpiece. There's no same people, right? We all have different thumbprints. Oh. We have a more passage, right? <laughs> okay. Let me, uh, Ephesians 2.10 said, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece. You are one in, what's it, eight billion now? Is it seven billion? Whatever, I mean. You are one in eight billion. I like that expression. Someone said, God has your picture in his wallet. That's how much God loves you. Isaiah, do I pass it? Oh, we're going to pass it. Okay. Isaiah 49, 16 says, See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. I have engraved you in the palms of my hands. He affirms you because, because he loves you. Last point. No matter what you have done, Jesus wants you. Once again, verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacharias, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus, who knew Zacharias so well, he invited himself to the house of Zacharias. This was outrageous, hard to even imagine. Can you imagine? Holy God, 
himself going into the most wicked person in the town. There were so many people in the town, and Jesus chose Zacchaeus' house. It is like I'm hearing what Jesus Jesus saying, I know your past, but regardless of your past, I chose you. Having a faith means God is coming into your life. Jesus has no intention to condemn Zacharias, but wanted to transform him. Not judging us, but transform him. Judgment cannot change the person. Only love changes the person. That's why Jesus is not judging us. He does not judging you. He loves you. I believe this is a message for all of us. I believe God, Jesus would say, I know you, I love you, I, I want you in spite of all you have done. And I want you to know and love me and have a relationship with me. And this is what I call grace. Grace is what we need. God, grace is God gives, gives us what, I, what we need, not what we deserve, right? That's what grace is, and grace is what we need. John 6, 37 says, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. No matter what you have done, Jesus wants you. I want to make it application today on today's passage. Uh, we don't have that? Okay. Verse 6, let me just read it. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Zacchaeus didn't you know, delay, but he jumped down. You know, he was short, right? Maybe he could hurt himself coming down from the top of the tree. But he was so glad to come down and welcome Jesus. If this is my... Farewell message. I, don't, I want to say this. Don't miss Jesus. Respond to him. Respond to his love. Just jump down wherever you are. Just grab his love. When you do that, he's going to Take care of your life. I remember I was only 17. I simply gave my life to him. Man, going through difficult time in the United States, I just came from Korea. I had a cultural shock, language barriers. I was like, God, I hate myself. But Christ came into my life. The moment I gave my life to Christ, he was so faithful. I was up and down. I was faithful sometimes. I was not faithful, you know, like, <laughs> he knows so well. But he never. He was so faithful to God. And this is the message I want to share with you today. Let's pray together. Lord, during this pandemic time, maybe you want to speak to us. You want to say, you want, to, you want to grab our attention and you want to say you, our lives really matter to you, Lord. We often, though we heard many times, we often forget the fact how, how, how much we matter to you, Lord God. That's why we just do whatever. 
we are, we, we are so careless about a lot of things, including our lives. Lord, uh, remind us once again how precious we are in Christ. And I just want to thank you, Father God, for your love, your, your manifestation, Father God. You, you gave everything for us to enjoy this life, life in abundance. Bless our congregation, Father God. Help each one of us to profess our faith. Help us to know how precious we are in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.